Welcome to the Wedlake Bell Legal Podcast, covering a range of legal topics, including updates from our four practice groups private client, real estate, business services, and dispute resolution. Welcome to this podcast. I am Clive Weber, consultant with Wedlake Bell Pensions and Employee Benefits Team. This podcast is about the proposed additional notifiable events under Pension Schemes Act 2021. I'll first talk about the existing notifiable events legislation under Pensions Act 2004, then the proposed new legislation and the issues with it, and then outline my views on the way ahead. This is a tale of two halves. The existing notifiable events legislation is relatively simple and clear. The new legislation is full of uncertainties and could at worst unjustifiably impede commercial life. So what is the purpose of notifiable events? Notifiable events relate to defined benefit occupational pension schemes and not, for instance, to holy money purchase schemes. Pensions Act 2004 contained provisions to protect members, for instance, by scheme-specific funding and by the creation of the Pension Protection Fund as a safety net for members should their employer fail through insolvency. The function of notifiable events is to give TPR, the pensions regulator, an opportunity to intervene to head off problems. So just a word about the structure of the existing legislation uh, before looking at the new legislation. The legal structure of the existing legislation is based on Section 69 of Pensions Act 2004, the Notifiable Events Regulations 2005, that's Statutory Instrument Number 900 as amended and finally TPR's Code of Practice number 2 and Code Related Guidance. So under the existing legislation what are the types of events that have to be notified to TPR? There are two types. First of all scheme related events e.g. benefits over a certain level are granted under a scheme without sufficient funding and secondly employer related events where something happens to the employer for instance a change in control of the employer. Uh, there are exceptions under the notifiable events regulations and these exceptions apply to some but not all of the specified events. Uh, broadly, the obligation to report is excused uh, where the scheme in question is funded at or above the PPF risk-based level and also the employer has materially complied with its schedule of contributions in the preceding 12 months. The exceptions are in formal directions issued by TPR. The legal authority for these directions 
is in Section 69, Subsection 1, Pensions Act 2004. This states that notice must be given to TPR of the specified notifiable events, except where the regulator otherwise directs. And what about the process of notification? Well, under Section 69, Sub 5, notification must be in writing to TPR as soon as practicable after the person becomes aware of the event. So usually this will be an after the event reporting. TPR now regards this as too late in many cases. In other words, too late to do anything about it. And this underlines the approach to the proposed new notifiable events. So turning to those new events, and firstly looking at the legal background, Essentially, the new legislation is an overlay to the existing legislative framework. This is achieved by amendments to Section 69, Pensions Act 2004, adding additional employer notifiable events and introducing a new section, Section 69A to Pensions 2004, Pensions Act 2004 and propose new regulations. Why the additions? Uh, from October 2021, Pensions Act 2021 introduced additional grounds for contribution notices. It also introduced criminal offences and fixed financial penalties of up to 1 million. This tightening was in response to the BHS pension scheme matter and other cases. The tighter notifiable events regime is designed to give TPR and scheme trustees earlier and better warning of corporate events, which may damage the covenant of the employer sponsoring a DB scheme. So TPR can, if appropriate, intervene at an earlier stage than, than under the existing notifiable events legislation. So what are these new events? There are three of them. The first is a rewording of the existing event relating to changing control of a scheme employer. The notice is now to be given whenever a decision in principle is taken to relinquish control. And then there's two entirely new notifiable events. Firstly, a sale by the scheme employer of a material proportion of its business or of its assets about which a decision has been reached in principle. And the second wholly new ground is a decision in principle regarding the granting of or extending relevant security by the employer over its assets so that the creditor would on the employer's insolvency have priority over the scheme trustees claims. On any of these events, the relevant person must give notice to TPR. I will call this the first notice. A further notice, which I will call the second notice, and an accompanying statement must also be given in certain circumstances. And the rest of this podcast focuses on this important area. The government intends the second notice to be given at a later stage of an event, than the decision in principle to proceed. In its September 2021 consultation, 
on the draft notifiable events amending regulations, the government describes the second notice as due, and I quote, when there is greater certainty as to whether the transaction is going ahead and its nature and the implications for the scheme, uh, end of quote. The second notice must give more detailed information about the transaction and its likely impact on the pension scheme and must be given to TPR and to the scheme trustees. So what issues arise from these draft amending regulations? Well, there's plenty of them. Uh, in general terms, the Association of Pension Lawyers and other representative bodies have criticised various aspects of the draft regulations and the government's response is awaited. The government's consultation on the draft regulations opened on 8th September 2021 and closed on 27th October 2021. The overall criticism is, in substance, that the provisions are commercially unworkable. For instance, clearly TPR does not want to receive notice too late in a transaction, but equally there are problems for TPR and employers if notice has to be given too early and or when one has to notify is uncertain. Some specific issues. The first notice is triggered by a decision in principle to proceed with a specified event. But what does in principle mean? Many boards of directors' decisions have degrees of vagueness and or conditionality. The second notice and its accompanying statement, this is triggered when the main terms of the relevant event have been proposed. Difficulties here include identifying when precisely main terms, whatever those words may mean, have been identified and whether the main terms being proposed is too early in the piece. There is no reference at the moment in the draft regulations to the concept of whether the event is likely in fact to lead to the completion of a transaction. Other difficulties relate to the multiple persons who, under section 69A, may have to give the first and second notices, and the detail to be specified in the accompanying statement describing the proposed event, its potential effect on the pension scheme, and any proposed mitigating steps. A further problem is that it seems the notifiable events regime as a whole in other words, not just the new legislation proposed, but also the existing legislation, applies only to schemes with active members. This is likely to be changed to capture certain former employers of schemes, which now have only pensioners and deferred pensioners, which is, of course, the most common situation these days. And last but not least, what about listed companies? They have their own provisions relating to pension notification under the City Takeover Code. The interaction of this with the new notifiable events regime needs to be worked out and catered for. So stepping back, what is the way ahead? The government's aim is to bring the new notifiable events regime into force on 1st April 2022. We wait to see whether this will in fact happen. Some bits of good news 
it is expected TPR will be issuing a revised code of practice and code-related guidance to explain its approach to the new notifiable events. Also, it is unclear whether the carve-out exceptions under TPR's directions, which I talked about at the beginning of this podcast, will be extended to the new notifiable events. In principle, they certainly should be, as TPR's concern is essentially with underfunded rather than well-funded schemes. Just a word about transitional provisions. Provisions are needed to exclude from the new notifiable events regime triggering events which would otherwise occur before the new regime comes into force on, let us say, 1st April 2022. In conclusion, it remains to be seen whether the government will issue revised draft regulations for a further round of consultation, which would, in our view, certainly be desirable, or whether finalised regulations are made and laid before Parliament to come into force on 1st April 2022 without employers, trustees and advisers having any further opportunity to comment on this important new legislation. Commercial life is difficult enough without uncertain notification provisions potentially gumming up the works. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you found this podcast of interest. Please send any queries to me at cweber at wedlegbell.com and I will respond. Thank you and goodbye. You just listened to the Wedlake Bell Legal Podcast. If you liked our episode and want to know more, then check out our website www.wedlakebell.com. Wedlake Bell. Building relationships is at the heart of everything we do.